Y'all can hear me okay? Excellent. You're good in the back too. All right. Well, y'all, it is, uh, it's a privilege to be here. Um, of course, the history was standing. I actually came here back, I don't know if it was a year or so ago, Dave Nielsen. Y'all remember Dave? Dave came and spoke here, and, and I came here to, to be with my brother. So uh, Dave and uh, his wife, Shelly, and my wife, Stacy, we were all in college together. Uh, so what's interesting is we went to Southeastern Bible College. And then uh, I remember while we were in college together, they said, man, and people asked me, what do you want to do? What do you feel like the Lord's calling you? And you're at Southeastern Bible College. Where do you typically go from there? A church, right? Full-time vocational church. And I said, I feel like the Lord's calling me to be a state trooper. Well, how many Southeastern Bible College graduates go to be state troopers? Probably very few. <laughs> the one that I know of. I may be it in the history of, our, of, of the college. But y'all, what a better place to, to have a ministry. And it doesn't matter. And uh, some of you look familiar. I've seen some of you on the road before. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, uh, I actually worked the highways uh, for, for quite a few years um, up in, in the central part of the state before I uh, finally got promoted, went to headquarters. And then uh, from there, I went to be assistant for the uh, director of public safety for a while. And then while I was doing that, I got to participate in uh, our team. It was a critical response team. And so I was actually be over that team, which we started the rescue program. And uh, we have helicopters in our state. Y'all know that. We have nine helicopters and five airplanes. That's what the state troopers, that's what we have. And uh, Fairhope is where we have a base, and then Montgomery, and then we have uh, up in Coleman. And so what I get to do now is I now get to fly throughout the state in helicopters, and we do rescues throughout the state. We look for people that, for some reason, like to run from us. And uh, so there's many of those people, if y'all don't know about that. Even in this area, so you'd be shocked. But uh, we do that sort of thing. But there's nothing, and the part of the rescue program that we do, though, is very, very detailed. Uh, y'all seen Coast Guard, how they lower people down from their helicopters, they do rescues? Well, that's what I get to do in the helicopter. Well, part of that is I'm a crew chief in the back, so I get to call all the shots. And I'm going to show you a little video of actually what I get to do in the helicopter. And so if you can roll that little video, I'm going to walk you through. You may hear a little sound, but you can lower the sound down, and I can walk them through that. So you're going to see what we get to do in the back of the helicopter. There's a line... There's a, uh, there's a line that hangs from the helicopter. It's 100 feet long, and that's what, we, that's what people hang on, that line. All right, so you don't pull you up in the helicopter. You ride that line just like that. So you're going to see this was a training we did up in North Alabama, and so this is one of my rescuers right here. And so that's me calling the shots in the back. And so what I do is I stand on the edge of the little skids right there, and I see I'm looking down, so I'm talking to the pilot the whole time. But in this process... It is extremely detailed. So that pilot does not move that aircraft and tell him, see that rope right there? That's what you'd be hanging from. And that rope holds, we get that rope at Walmart on sale. <laughs> no, no, actually we don't. Uh, Y'all, that rope will actually hold 22,000 pounds. And so it actually will hold you with no problem. Uh, and so this is a guy, you know, this is a good little Six Flags ride that we give him. So uh, we bring the rescuers up in the aircraft. That's just the rescuers, but if you're actually hurt, we actually will put you on a backboard, and we put you on that long line. You're about to see these guys. And as we're flying through this, so you're flying through the air, so at about 60 knots, and uh, naturally above the trees, or, you know, trees don't feel good when you're just flying 60 miles an hour or so. But uh, see the guys riding the line below us? So, and we take them to whatever area that they need to go to. So, uh, and sometimes we fly a mile or two miles from, you know, from wherever the person's injured. So, 
we get to do that. So which is, you know, it's a pretty neat little job. It can be a little stressful, especially when you know that their life is in your hands. Uh, so, but anyway, that has been a pretty cool part of my job. But let me tell you something that's more cool than that. The guys that I work with are, are believers. And we get to invest in, this, in, their, in their lives. And we get to walk with them um, as they're growing spiritually. And you're good. That's, that's the only one I've got for you right there. Not only that, you say you go, oh, man, that's a pretty cool thing that you get to do for a living. Well, it is a pretty cool little thing to get to for a living. But when you do it for a living, have you ever done something so long that finally you go, this is a job, you know? And then you realize how serious this job is. And so a lot of people go, man, I am stressed out. How many of you feel like you're stressed out? You feel like you got too much going on? Well, let me tell you, some of you need to come with us sometimes and let me let you get out of that patrol car when it's dark and walk up to that car and you have no idea who's in that car, not knowing if they're going to actually start shooting at you or not. And then sometimes it puts everything in perspective and you go, huh, am I really stressed out or am I allowing the things that the, all the details of my life, do I allow that dictate my joy? And where does my joy actually come from? So, and I'll show you, we made a traffic stop, and this is the last little thing I'm going to show you on this one. The second slide, this was a traffic stop that we made, and uh, we ended up seizing a little bit of, a little bit of money that was drug money, and uh, you're about to see this little bit of, little bit of cash. There's a few dollars uh, that you'll see on here. It's about to pull it up. Oh, he's trying to do the helicopter again, it sounds like. But uh, this traffic stop was made, and these traffic stops are made all throughout our state. And y'all, this, uh, this ended up being, see that little bit of money? Ah, it's just a couple of dollars. That actually ended up being a little over a million dollars. That's drug money. That comes up and down these interstates all the time. So you'd be shocked. And do you know what they're willing to do sometimes if you make a stop and they're taking that much money? Because they know if I take their money, what happens? Sometimes their lives get taken. So they're willing to do anything sometimes and they get desperate. And this person that was taking that, uh, was transporting that money, do you know how much they were getting paid for that? $10,000. Now they're willing to put their life on the line and they're willing to risk my life for $10,000. But that's the mindset they have because those people a lot of times they're desperate and they don't really understand they're just living for the moment because their circumstances, they dictated their joy. So that's the kind of thing that, that uh, we get to see all the time. But let me tell you the thing now that I love the most about what I do. Show the last picture, Stan. The last picture here. Now, this is one thing that I run in the state. I'm the Project Lifesaver Coordinator for the state of Alabama, which means we put bracelets, we put uh, tracking bracelets on people with Alzheimer's, people who are prone to wander off due to a cognitive disorder. Any of y'all know anyone with Alzheimer's or dementia? Have you ever noticed where they were prone to wander off? And well, it is, it's a frightening disease. Well, the good news is I get to go into their homes and I get to put those little bracelets. See that man beside me right there? Sweet little man. And that little bracelet on his left hand, that's the tracking device that we put on him. Beside him is his wife. And uh, that's Miss Sylvia. Miss Sylvia loves the Lord. And y'all, when I went into their house and I was able to put that tracking device on him, you know what she did? Everybody been a caregiver? Yes, she did. Why? You better believe it did, because now she knew that if for whatever reason her husband wandered off, now we can go get him. 
And you know what the time is? The average search time for someone that wanders off without one of these bracelets is nine hours. How many of you had your kids wander off just for a moment? Y'all remember that panic that set in? Y'all remember that? Y'all, the average time is nine hours for them to wander off. Now listen to this. The average time for that bracelet on, 15 to 30 minutes and we get them back home. So it's huge. Now, listen to this though. When I go into their houses, I go throughout all throughout the entire state. And you know what I do every time that I go in their house, before I leave their house, you know what I ask them to do? I ask if I can pray for them. How many of them, I do not know where their faith is at all, how many of them have turned me down? None. <laughs> I thought that's pretty interesting, isn't it? And y'all, let me tell you, you see the Lord do things. And here, I, wait now, I'm a state trooper. And I'm in here praying with these families. So we're making an impact because I'm investing time in their lives. That makes a difference. When someone in this church is sick and you fix a meal and you go take care of them and you start loving on them, what happens? It shows them the love of Christ, which we were designed to do is to serve them. And expect what in return? Nothing in return. That's what I get to do now for a living, which is amazing. I get to share the gospel with people. You never know where the Lord's going to take you because for whatever reason, our minds have been... All right, now, the good thing about being in law enforcement, you can be honest with people. I just be straight up with them, right, in their car, you know, when I'm on a traffic stop. Because most people, when I'm on a traffic stop and I'm, I'm, and I'm dealing with them because of a speed or whatever the issue may be, most people, believe it or not, don't want to be truthful, right? Sir, I wasn't doing 95. I was doing 87. Okay. You got it. Y'all. And when they and for whatever reason we don't we, we don't want to be held accountable, do we? Why? Number one is because we're called sheep, right? Anybody done a study on sheep lately? Y'all, they're not very smart at all. As a matter of fact, they've done stories where one sheep went off the cliff and how many of them followed? Did you see that? It was, it was a tremendous amount of sheep that followed. They just went off. You know, at some point, you'd think one of the sheep would go, time out. That doesn't look good. But they didn't. They kept on. And that's exactly what we're called. We're called sheep. And all, how many times do you hear, trust your heart? How many times y'all heard that? Follow your heart. Uh, let me just read this about follow your heart. Have y'all heard that? Follow your heart? Tons. And that's the world's view, Right? All right, well, let's just go with what, what Scripture says about it. Because we have to filter everything that we do through what? Through the Word of God. Everything that we do has to be filtered. This is in Proverbs. Those who trust in themselves are fools. But those who walk in wisdom keep, are kept safe. That ought to tell you something. Y'all, we have to be held accountable because... How many of you, when you come into this church every Sunday, I bet you anything, there's a good chance y'all probably sit in the same place every time. Is that, what, what's wrong with that? Why do we, and we've been doing it for how long? 50 years. Are we not creatures of habit? What's wrong? And then if you ask people, why do you do it that way? Because I've always done it that way. Really? That makes it, that's very interesting. I see, because y'all, our mind 
we are conformed and something makes us do what we do every day. If you're not in the work, y'all know that we're sick, right? We have an illness. What's that illness called? It's sin. It's our depravity. And y'all, it's ugly. The way that you drive, the way that you respond to people, all of that, somehow or another, there's called epistemology. You ever heard that word, epistemology? It's what you believe, but it's why you believe it. And it's very interesting because you start talking to people, yet they believe things. And Stan, we were talking about it yesterday. The things that people believe and why they believe them, I, it's very fascinating to me. Do they filter most stuff through the Word? No, they don't filter it through the Word. And does it get them in trouble? Yes, it gets them in trouble. Y'all remember the big snowstorm that happened here this past winter when it was happening up in central Alabama and Shelby and Jefferson counties and people got stranded. Didn't it affect y'all down here some? It did affect y'all as well? Well, y'all, we were up on those highways and we couldn't, naturally we couldn't fly during the actual storm itself, but afterwards we were able to fly. And y'all, there, were, there was a pile of cars. Now, let me say this. It was a pile of trucks. This is what's interesting about the trucks. One truck went off the hill and when he went off the hill, he slid and slammed into, or whatever he was slammed into. The next truck said what? I got my truck. I can do it. What does he do? He slams into that truck. Are y'all ready for this? 18 trucks later, they all did the same. And we're flying over the top, and we're looking, and it's just a pile of trucks. We're sheep. (laughs) No one thought, wait a minute, if they couldn't do it, I can't do it. And they get themselves, before you know it, you're further than you realize. Every person that I've ever talked to in the back of my patrol car, if I'm taking them to the jail, I've asked them this simple question. How did you get here? How did you get to this point in your life to where now your freedom's taken away? You know what the universal answer is? They don't know. What does that tell you about who our enemy is? He leads you down that path, and you will not know it. And that path, and it talks about it, that path is to do what to you? To destroy you. Every time, that's what his, that's what his, his goal is. Y'all, you have to be in the Word. For whatever reason, our churches alone, we get involved in our churches, but yet sometimes we just come on Sundays, or we come on Wednesdays. But do we get involved? We don't necessarily get involved. And if you don't get involved, you're missing out. My 13-year-old girl yesterday, she, y'all, she shares the gospel. And a little boy comes to know the Lord. That's pretty cool. Because she's getting it. She's getting something. Yesterday I told her, I said, your faith was increased today. And she had that smile. It's hard as a dad. Because you want him to get it. She got it. Yeah, I want you to get it. Because life is a vapor. It's here and it's gone. Before you know it, It'll take you down a road, and you'll look back and look at your grandkids. Suppose you have grandkids, and you'll look back and you'll go, where did time go? Have any of y'all seen that now? 
like Stan's brother. We get to see him one day. Invest your time in the Word. Y'all, it's not about me going out performing rescues. It's not about me going out making traffic stops. It's about being obedient to God's Word every day. And whether it calls you to serve in the capacity of these little kids yesterday, when they're out fishing, or whatever the case may be, you do it. There's a purpose. We serve a sovereign God that's in control of what? Everything. And he does it to bring himself glory. Y'all, don't be conformed to the pattern of the world like Romans 12 says, right? I want y'all to listen to this. I've been reading up on, uh, on how we as people, we get so, our minds get so messed up because we actually think this is the right way. Many things in this world are deceptive and illusionary, promising that they, what they can never perform, offering us a special peace and happiness which they can never supply. A man should always set his thoughts on things which will not let him down. Listen to this. Since as fallen creatures we are prone to Satan's lies and deception, the only way we can know the truth and walk in it is to steep ourselves in God's word. We should know the word so well that we automatically run everything we encounter through the grid of God's word. We live in a day that is geared towards emotions and strongly influenced by the supposed virtue of tolerance. (laughs) What do we tolerate now? And most of the churches, we do this, y'all. We tolerate it. Stan, I talked about this last night. We tolerate stuff. Our culture assumes that that love means being tolerant and accepting of everyone and everything, even if God's word plainly declares that something is an abomination. If you go with the flow, you will be carried far from God's absolute standard of moral truth as it is revealed in his word. Listen to this about worry. How many of you have, I don't even worry very much. Easy to worry, isn't it? With everything that's going on. Dr. Walter Covert reported a survey on worry that indicated that only 8% of the things people worried about were legitimate matters of concern, which are true. The other 92% were either imaginary, never happened, or involved matters over which people had no control over. Most of the time, the things that we worry about is because we don't have control over it. And you know what? The best thing that could happen is that you don't have control over it. So I, I, made, a, uh, I made a traffic stop uh, back, it was about a year ago. And on every traffic stop, and I, remember, I don't work the highways, but when I'm going back and forth to work, a lot of times people speed or whatever. So, and they pass me because I'm in an unmarked car. They pass me, so uh, she passed me, and that's why I ended up pulling her over because she was going too fast. So then I walked up to the car, and I said, uh, I said, ma'am, and I was, I'm on the passenger side, and I'm talking to the driver, and I said, ma'am, tell me what you're in a hurry for. And she says, uh, I'm trying to get to the hospital because my mother, who was in the passenger seat, who was, I was right beside her, she said, uh, I'm trying to get to the hospital because she's going to go, I'm setting her up for a, uh, she's got surgery tomorrow morning and, uh, for cancer. And I said, okay. And, uh, and I said, all right, well, why are you going so fast right now? And she says, I, I don't know, because she, you know, the, the surgery wasn't until tomorrow. So and I looked at the mom who was about to have surgery, 
And, um, and I said, well, tell me how you're doing. And she says, I'm doing okay. This is going to be my third surgery. And I said, you know, they say third time, you know, three times a charm or whatever. And I said, but let me ask you a question. Is God in control? And she went, absolutely he is. I said, is he really in control? She said, absolutely, 100%, he's in control. You know, I said, I went, then you have nothing to worry about. What did the daughter do? The daughter was driving. You know what she did? She started crying. You know why? She realized at that point that she had no control over her mom. She understood it. She understood that at that point, and I think at that point, I think she, what she got was relief to us to realize, Lord, you're in control. Ultimately, your will is going to be done. And if it's your will that you take my mom home, then you do so. If you decide that you want to heal her body, then you'll heal her body. Did I have any idea what that traffic, st- that traffic stop was going to come into? I have no idea what these people are like, y'all. And that lady, she takes my hand, and she squeezed my hand. And I remember because her hand was so warm. And she said, thank you so much. She said, but little did I know how God was going to provide. I thought, that's interesting. Because when you least expect it, he provides for you. Where you don't have to worry. He's going to take care of you. Y'all, that's the type of thing that I want to encourage you to do every day. You need to be absorbing the word. You need to be surrounding yourself with people that can speak the truth to you in love. All right? I'm talking about men who, men and women who are godly men and women that can speak the truth to you. Okay? Because we are sheep. You need someone that can tell you the truth. And they always should be guiding you straight back to the word. Every time. That's what the filter is. That's what we do with my job. That's what we try to do with our family, even though it's hard because we get into that rhythm of busyness. And y'all know how busy you can get. It's easy to forget what the important things are about. That's the reason that you have to be in in the word so much that what happens to your root system It gets deeper so that when those storms, and those storms will happen, right? Don't be watching this stuff about this feel-good stuff about these these preachers that are teaching about feel-good stuff. That's dangerous because that is not what the Word of God says. Trials will come, and they're there for a purpose. It's to refine us, and He will refine you. So, y'all, it is, I know it's it's quick because my time is about, did you even motion to me? Oh, you did? She tried. She's my accountability. But y'all, I am, I'm here to, sh- to tell you that no matter where you are in life, God's still going to use you. Don't stop. That's just like these families that we're investing in. What if I just said, I'm just too busy to worry about them? Get involved in this church. Don't, he should not be doing everything. And y'all know that, right? Because you'll wear them out. Y'all, the lay ministry is where it's at in a church. Seeing those guys yesterday in the church wearing those vests, and they were out there ministering to those kids. And that little boy yesterday, when I get to talk to this little boy, who was from Minnesota, by the way, and his mom is there, and he tells me that he prayed to receive Christ. And I'm talking to the mom, and I said, and we're talking, and I, and I said, how many children do you have? And she said, I have seven. And I said, wow, is it all biological? And she said, no, I've got two adopted children, and he was one of the adopted children. 
And he's uh, 11 years old. And I said, you know what? He said, what? And I went, let me tell you the coolest picture about where you are in life. I said, what your mother did for you is exactly what Christ did for you today. Because you're now adopted son. And I said, you can understand more than most people because they don't, some of them may not understand that. And I said, your mother loved you enough to take you away from the environment that you were in. And did she have to do that? No, but she was willing to sacrifice because she loves you unconditionally. And that's exactly how your heavenly father loves you. And I said, if you were the only one here on this earth, he would do the same for you now. That little boy just standing there, and I hope he gets it. But I think somehow, somehow, he may get it. Y'all, listen, we are out of time, and it can go by quick. Y'all, thank you for, for staying, just inviting me in with Les and coming up and being able to share with you. Keep fighting the fight. Don't let yourself get distracted to the point to where you quit. All right? Because do you think Satan's going to quit? He's not. All right? So you keep going. That's just like they teach us in the academy. They put us through high-stress environments, and they do that so that if for whatever happens, you do not stop. That's what I'm asking you to do with your faith. Don't stop. All right, let me pray for us.